गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज आई एम योर होस्ट प्रियंका ओझा थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस आई होप यू हैव फाइन लिसनिंग टू द सेशन एज वेल एज प्रॉबेबली गेट टू नो समथिंग मोर अबाउट दिस पर्टिकुलर प्रोफेशन सो येट अगेन थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग स्टे ट्यून्ड एंड हैव फन everyone a very very warm welcome to another episode of people's stories my name is priyanka i'm your host and today we have dr swati chavla in the studio with us swati i'm very very excited to have you thank you so much for joining hi priyanka same here very excited to talk to you <laughs> so for our listeners swati is basically uh, working as a senior counseling psychologist at the moment um and uh, is based out of india so Now I hand over the stage to you Swati would you introduce yourself like what are you doing where are you from you know what your background has been Okay uh, so Priyanka hi everyone I am Swati and um, I'm based in India specifically in the capital of uh, India that is Delhi um i am a senior counseling psychologist however my career path has um you know a lot of changes and i was a psychologist as well as a, a corporate wellness expert and currently i'm working with as a global director for an mnc um and particularly taking care of the wellness uh, bit of the organization mm-hmm. All right sounds very interesting and exciting as well so i think we'll get into details of what your profession looks like and you know what exactly are you doing and your journey to it but can you throw some light upon like how were you as a kid when you were growing up like how did your childhood look like uh so i think i had a childhood which was uh, a little uh, different from a regular life because um uh, though i had very inspiring parents because my dad was always into a social work and my mother was a, a beautiful lady and a housewife but you know we were like five sisters and you know mm. uh growing up with them was a lot of fun however you know at the age of 10 i lost my dad and uh, that was one of the setback um in my life as a mm-hmm. as a child because i think as a psychologist we all know that you know our childhood plays a lot of part in our personality mm-hmm. so um yeah but and then i felt that that was an important milestone in my life because that helped me to um you know figure out what i really wanted to do in my life and mm-hmm. i questioned as to why i lost my dad there were so many questions about you know death and life and mm-hmm. spirituality and um, so my father died because he could not be diagnosed well in time about his illness and there the point came in about proactive well-being and mm-hmm. and what if i could have done something better for him in in medical terms or we could have done a health check or i we could have uh, you know to figure out what was the illness and we could probably have saved him and i couldn't do enough uh, i felt as a child and mm-hmm. that brought me to a a particular thing <laughs> all my life that i need to do something in in the lines of wellness or preventive mm-hmm. health uh, mm-hmm. be it physical emotional or mental i think mm-hmm. that that came in very early in my life yeah yeah so um actually two things from here so the first thing is that um you mentioned earlier that your mom was a housewife at that time when your father passed away right um how did the transition look like because i understand that from being a housewife to being the only provider of the family could be like a very challenging thing to do so how was that transition like 
in fact that transition was very very tough for us as you know all the ladies in the house and um, uh, and that is why i completely look up to my all my sisters and my mother mm. because uh, they had been very resilient and i think that is what probably i picked up from my childhood mm. as to how to become resilient in tough times mm. so i saw my mother you know uh, you know helping out with the finances and getting us educated and whatever possible uh she could do to give us the best life mm. and uh, you know a lot of gratitude towards it uh, you know l- luckily my second sister also played a very big role in uh, helping us growing up in our times mm. because all other sisters were you know students in school mm. and um, uh, yeah so i think that transition of as i said it was how resilient you are uh in tough time it's actually mm-hmm. what matters in, in in the life nothing else this is what the learning is <laughs> absolutely you're you're a live example of you know what they could achieve and actually the second thing i also wanted to ask was that because you're also a psychologist and you have yourself faced um i would say like a little a difficult childhood so usually when we like now at nowadays when we talk about you know um how you are as a human being that is very much dependent on how you were at, when you were growing up like how your childhood was like and most of the times things are not in our control like we cannot control you know which family you get into what kind of parents you have you know what kind of situations arise so now um given that this has a very big impact on how you are as a human being what would you say about you know um being able to eliminate the negative aspects of whatever your childhood could have on you while you are growing up like is that possible and how yeah i i think that's a brilliant question priyanka and i think that is what exactly the uh, i would say the meaning of life as to how to eliminate negativity and how to focus on something which is positive and i think that's the important part of life hmm. and your spiritual journey uh, uh so i think while we are living on here it is one of the most important aspect is parenting mm-hmm. right because your parenting is extremely important and it actually uh, helps a child to become what they are mm-hmm. right and even if you look at today so even you know uh, looking at the <laughs> rising divorce cases and the and and Uh, so much of comparison between parenting and the pressures of the parenting mm. and how children are growing up mm. how much lesser time parents are giving because both are working i think that is one aspect where uh, we need to look up into as a parenting so my mother could give me all the time i, I had significant very warm relationship we had people to talk to there was a lot of security as a human family together living mm. uh, i think that is one which helps you to uh, become a little secured that mm. is in, you know one feeling that helps you to move or become more positive in life mm. second i think is very important is your social groups in beat family beat your peers or beat your friends and that gives you a very good direction Mm. the third aspect is how you your perception about life is mm. right so there are very clear thing there are two ways to it do you want to pick it up a negative uh way and what would be the consequences or you want to keep sulking in about how my past would have been mm. or you pick up a positive ray of hope that okay this is something i need to leave behind and i need to take up this direction mm. so that is something i think would comes with a lot of conditioning 
so mm. you know when i lost my dad and my mother was all alone there could have been two areas right my mother could have uh, you know just l- lose hope and yeah. and all of us could have just been a very basic girls but my mother chose that she would step up she would own the responsibility she would get up and kind of help all of our uh, you know all five sisters are very educated in a in a basic punjabi indian family where all girls are married after bachelors mm. we all are masters and you know few of us are doing pretty well in our lives mm. so i think uh, it comes with a lot of conditioning and experiences around of your home and your mm. social groups which help you pick up a direction mm. and of course i think uh, uh, schooling also play a little bit role in how to transform your thinking and i think mm. at that time that it was not much but i think a lot of schools are now focusing on how to give a direction and thinking and spirituality about things in life in schools yeah. now so i'm yeah. glad about it that's nice so i mean um, to basically sum it up like it all depends on the choices that we are making and the kind of people we are surrounding ourselves with that basically defines like which perception you can have for your life and and at the end of the day it's all in our hand right like you can always always change the uh, the way you want to look at your life um if you are unhappy with it or or even if you're happy and you want to move on the other side you know like you're comparing all the time or whatever that 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 can also happen so it's all on us perfect brilliant yeah, um, and and i i will just say one more thing that you know I, i always say and i truly believe is that um you have the choices to make nobody else will make choices from your end mm-hmm. right every minute every second you are making your choice and not choosing something is also your choice yeah Yeah that's that's actually a very good um take because a lot of time we think that okay we are like i'm just not like i want to just not take any decision Choose, yeah. but yeah but but not taking a decision <laughs> is also a decision right yeah absolutely if you want yeah. don't want to make a choice and like okay i'm out of this but that is also your choice of not yeah. choosing that yeah yeah that's true right. and i mean having spoken about your mom even though i lo- know her like so little now i want to also record i mean interview her <laughs> and see you know take her her impression of how she has looked at life because obviously resilience is something that is very very like i've i've recorded a few people and i think most of the people talk about endurance and resilience and these two things are basically what make you um a really you know strong stable human being so um for sure but swati so then i think we can talk about this part uh, as much as we want but let's talk about your your uh, schooling and your education so basically how did you get to this path of being a counseling psychologist right uh, so uh, priyanka i always uh, you know since my my parents also had a lot of bent towards kindness and uh, you know social work so i always had something in mind that whatever i do in life one it has to be in healthcare mm. uh, two it will always be something either related to social work or it will, re- will believe uh, it have to go in a pro- preventive health health mm. so um I definitely had this in mind that I will have to go for a social work masters and hence I worked towards it I took sociology which was my one of of course my one of my favorite subject and then mm. um I passed out from DPS RK Puram which I think we gave a very important um you know uh guidance to me in my life as to 
how hard work actually plays um you know once you have a competition around you mm-hmm. uh, of course it drives you to achieve the best right so when you are surrounded with some intelligent people you definitely like to you know become one of them so i think school schooling becomes a very important part mm-hmm. of course i pick up my interest in social work and i moved to hindu college delhi university um very happy because that was my aim and i could i could pick it up uh mm. in that i worked hard for my scores so there was a time when um you know i have interviewed myself and there was a admission for social work in masters but unfortunately i could you know i could pass the written test among thousands of student i could get into group discussion i passed the group discussion but at the interview level there was a setback where i was not uh, selected mm. and uh, i was so confident but i also acknowledged that that was an overconfidence there i got my learning that wherever you are however you are you have to be humble you have to be kind and you have to not have overconfidence in everything mm. and then i pick up i saw this advertisement in a newspaper called uh, counseling psychology in mm-hmm. masters and i thought uh, yeah i mean a lot of people come to me for advice and for suggestions and i think i'm quite empathetic and i i could you know listen well so mm-hmm. i think not everybody has this quality of empathy and listening and guiding mm-hmm. and this is also a kind of a social work that i can do mm. you don't need a degree to do a social work you don't mm. uh, need a certification in social work right so this is also a part where i can contribute to the society mm. and hence i could get into amity and i could i could have my first division in psychology and uh, so that was my education and uh, of course i did my masters in psychology along with that i also did my masters in sociology because i felt sociology and psychology both together makes a very big good combination uh, understanding individual psychology and a group psychology and so sociology uh, is basically group psychology absolutely social okay. behavior group group behaviors how mm-hmm. culture makes uh, impact your individual psychology so it's very interesting to have both of them together to understand more about people and communities mm-hmm. so um swati now that you're talking about like psychology is a little more explored area but i am absolutely not aware of what can you pursue if like what where can you see yourself if you uh, study psych- sociology So can you throw some light on what are the prospects like if you are studying psychology as well as sociology So I think that will come in all in a lot of socio demographic uh, programs right so more uh, jobs related to community uh, where uh, you are talking about uh, say example um UNICEF or UN uh, related mm-hmm. work profiles where you have to go back into community and speak to people about mental health or any other mm-hmm. health issues or you want to work in social demographic and cultures where you know how for example how if you have to raise an awareness of HIV AIDS mm-hmm. in in a rural area so how that understanding of culture sociology group mm-hmm. and how the communication can be altered towards it Okay okay got it right so the job profiles would move into a lot of research um, understanding people how we can make a difference in people's life and mm-hmm. communities basically because mm-hmm. it's a community education yeah so yeah. that's where the sociology will bring in up 
Okay, perfect. And so, uh, can you talk a little about like how does your work life or basically your your work your work a day in your life looks like? Uh, working as a as a sociologist as well as corporate wellness. Yeah, so I think I'll divide my my life into two career gaps, right? So one was as a psychologist, and two was the second part, the later part of my life where I'm now is is about corporate well-being, pure. Mm-hmm. So when I was a psychologist, it was working in a hospital setup, and I do remember. uh you know coming going back uh, to hospitals and i was working with hiv aids patient i was working in um indian council of medical research and we were doing some research on hiv people living with hiv aids about how they what kind of a care and needs they have so mm-hmm. that we can create policies so this is also you know a, my background about sociology and a mix of psychology which brought in a you know my job here mm-hmm. so hiv is um, you know so while i was working there it was like okay getting up uh, moving on to my meditation sessions and a little bit of walk that i used to do and then mm-hmm. moving into my clinics and the entire day used to be uh, counseling people coming in for their uh, art medicines so if you are if antiretroviral therapy right so that's freely available in government hospitals in india wherever you are you just need to register yourselves your reports and you get free medicines for art therapies and not everybody knows about it uh so a lot of people uh, definitely come in and take their medicines and there we used to do a research and counseling for them and uh, yeah and i think you have to be very resilient uh, in any 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 job right so for being resilient you need to understand about yourself and very very important part of the day has to be empty your glass every day mm-hmm. right the moment you have your glass filled up with lot of mm-hmm. so we used to have lot of cases which were uh, right when you're working with hiv there are so many cases so many stories how mm-hmm. they got up how they were mm-hmm. taken thrown out of the houses and there's so much of stories that a psychologist actually listen every day and mm-hmm. it's very important for us that yes and that impacts every psychologist i must admit you know and for us it's very important to empty our glass every day so that mm-hmm. we have enough space for the next day to uh, you know get ready for new day mm-hmm. so i think that's something very important in the entire day and i think that is not just for the profile of a psychologist for mm. every profile that i yeah, think mm. should do that but yeah i mean you are basically facing more burdens of people as compared to let's say i don't know a consultant who's working for like one corporate <laughs> we take our life so granted and you know we take we take it as the i mean everybody has this but when you look at people around yourself and and you actually realize how precious the life that you have in itself is I think uh, you have to be grateful every single day. I mean, there are so many beautiful things around everybody uh, all the time. Yeah, I think and that I learned actually when I was working in hospital. Mm. I worked in ICUs. I worked mm. in um you know, HQs and ICUs. Mm. And that actually brought up this awareness in me that uh the gratitude to be alive is is the best thing that you have. Yeah. Right? And you can inculcate because yeah. every minute, every second is so precious and I, I'm sure after COVID I think everybody realized this fact now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. <laughs> I I mean we should like if even if you have a a healthy moving body and a mind that can think, I think you have so much more than so many people already, you know, like you you should be grateful about those things. Um 
but okay let's let's now talk about your your role right now as the as a corporate uh, wellness professional and how does your life look like in this particular area right so i worked in hospital as i said uh, for a long time and then i moved to in 2008 so there was an opportunity which came in and which said that they need somebody in wellness uh, corporate wellness and uh, everybody raised an eyebrow and i said swati are you going to really going to take this profile because you know having your own clinic and a white coat is something very fancy right <laughs> so hmm. so why do you want to really want to take up this profile because this is something very different and not at all in india Mm. <clears throat> so i realized the fact that and i did a lot of research on this profile and i saw what western culture is having in this profile and i mm. knew definitely that after 10 years these profiles going to be very very few in india mm. and um, and def- definitely there is a growth here there is a more learning there there is more need, there is a need to create an awareness on this profile mm. so in 2008 i entered one of the a leading diagnostic company in india who wants to start off the corporate wellness wings they were working on that mm. but the main role was understanding each industry mm. right so for example a battery industry would have a lot of lead component in it mm. and lead is something which cannot be a no very high level in your body mm. uh, which can be fatal Mm. right so from psychological to physical to occupational to ergonomic uh, so i used to study each industry mm. and used to recommend industries as to what their wellness program should look like okay and mm. how you can maintain and measure your wellness uh, over the years mm. <clears throat> right so for example there could should be a health check uh, for every industry what this health check should contain mm-hmm. right so f- for a normal corporate it should be a basic health checks with you know mostly on around the stress levels and cholesterols and diabetes mm-hmm. but for the specific manufacturing industries like a battery it should include lead and other chemicals that are included in the industries mm-hmm. so that was something i started off with and uh, i think that gives me a lot of learning for myself as well how to create these programs uh, mm. which is clinical in nature which is measurable in nature and how this going to impact the overall performance of the organization and mm-hmm. i think now that there are so many studies around this that you know happy and healthier employees would give mm-hmm. you more productivity more profits mm-hmm. etc etc but i think at that time it was very challenging for me to take up this role and everybody was like okay swati do you really want to take this up i yeah. said yes yeah and that's how i got into corporate wellness and uh, i worked with over 500 organization creating awareness on why this is important why mm. people are important mm. and what is it that employer can do Hmm. to create a uh, happy organizations and how the profits are linked so uh, yeah so along with that you know i got into corporate hmm. wellness hmm. and uh, so there are two two wings to it one is of course going to the corp- different organizations and talking about it and the other way was i established almost 20 wellness centers across india hmm. which was like a wellness centers where you have laboratory clinics radiologists consultants clinics and you know so there it was a lot of operational kind of a work in that okay okay and uh, for somebody to kind of get into uh, this so psychology is like a very straightforward direct route but to get into corporate wellness 
uh, is the route that you followed like from psychology to this area is this the only way or can or are there courses specifically for this particular space Uh, yes so now there are courses in corporate wellness uh, there are organizations there are universities osmania university used to have uh, with uh, with related to apollo i believe long back mm-hmm. there was a course on uh, corporate wellness and wellness health and wellness perspective mm-hmm. and um, and uh, right now honestly speaking there are not many credible uh, certification courses per se on corporate wellness mm-hmm. but there is a lot of uh, occupational health and safety programs so there is um, programs from the quality council of india so they have some courses on occupational health and environment and safety kind of a perspective mm-hmm. but pure corporate wellness just the mm-hmm. wellness part of it there are not many courses but a lot of experience goes to it so uh you will find a lot of physiotherapists psychologists uh who are more into this kind yeah. of a profile okay so it's kind of uh, more like an upgrade that you would do let's say if you're already working in some kind of um medical area and you basically want to also get into this space um all right so what are the challenges that you see in this particular space like apart from the like uh, psychology you already spoke about it but in in the corporate wellness space like do you see any kind of challenges here So I think my first few years have been a lot of challenge because not every corporate would understand the meaning of well-being. Mm. So the so the worst part was that wherever you are used to go they said oh madam you know this is uh, this is really you know not going to and this, this is going to have a cost in effect, in, you know, yeah. mm. effect and uh, there is no direct correlation in mm. you know how it impacts profits and there mm. are P&L sheets mm. uh, so it was a tough time for me convincing organization that this is important and not just for your profit but it also helps you reduce your attrition and it you know it helps in uh, stickiness to the organization from the employee perspective so first mm-hmm. few years have been very challenging but uh, i'm very lucky to see the growth over the years i think mm-hmm. I, i probably i am one of the most <laughs> oldest person in corporate wellness in india because i've seen the growth coming from 2008 till now now in the 10 years later right that i could see that how much huge gap and acceptance have come into the organization into the hr human departments that mm. yes this is important this is why we need to do it but i still priyanka believe that people do some kind of a wellness but they will only stick to a part where they are getting freebies from the insurance companies that they are attached to or they want to do just some kind of a zumba and pilates and you know some health check but they don't take a specific clinical way of wellness and mm. that is my worry because mm. doing in bits and part will never give you really good results mm. like in one of my organizations where i was working i gave them a, a good uh, quantitative analysis of how much uh so there was a, you know there's a score of resiliency that could be created and how by the year goes by went back we gave at almost a 10% higher resiliency in people mm so a clinical way of creating wellness program how mm. many people were diabetic how how many people you improved from diabetic to non diabetic mm. after a year how you create those measurements how you do a clinically led program 
to i don't take a fancy wellness program but take a small part of it even if, if you don't want to spend that much but do something great that has actual difference in people's lives then like let's say because you have worked in in with people in the personal space like as a psychologist and then also with professionals in the professional space and hmm. um do you have any kind of advice in general that you want to give to people uh, that you've seen from your life or from you know experiencing experiences around you yes so definitely i think the psychologists are very famous to give advices <laughs> <laughs> and you i mean you should definitely take advices from psychologists for sure <laughs> right uh, i think the first thing that comes in my mind it's stop comparing yourself to the others mm-hmm. right i think that's one of the major concern in today's life over of the years i have seen um we start comparing ourselves with others uh, and that start creating a lot of stress in our lives you know somebody so i'll just just hmm. add one thing uh, i just want to add one thing does the comparison start coming from our own or i also feel it's a, it's up about the upbringing right because i mean when we were growing up it was always like uh, you have to come first in the class and when you say first <laughs> you mean you have to be the best out of everybody else so yeah. um yeah i don't i don't know like this comparison how can you stop it because it's coming from the time you you ha- you are getting into any kind of institution you know absolutely absolutely right and that is why my first opening um interview line was that parenting is very important mm right and <laughs> your experience in childhood is very important what you learn in your childhood becomes your personality right absolutely mm. right so comparing comparison so if your parents are comparing comparing yourself with some you know other son or child or daughter mm. you definitely mm. pick that up all your life mm. right so so definitely comparison comes from the conditioning that you get overall in the years but it is not impossible to break that through for your own children mm-hmm. right so one of course stop comparing uh, yourself uh, with others because i think that's create a lot of stress the second uh, point i think would uh, be on uh, focusing on improving yourself so what am i today and what will i be on the next few years right Mm-hmm. if you want to compare something compare to yourself the previous vati mm-hmm. that was and today so how mm-hmm. are you becoming better mm-hmm. uh third was to work upon your knowing yourself right mm-hmm. how my thoughts are what are my thought is my thought coming negative and if i have an awareness only then i can change it to positive so mm-hmm. you have to recognize how you feel your emotions what are your thoughts and when do i need to change them and i think that and, and do you need to change all your thoughts because um again like this also all keeps coming in my mind that that now we are always about you know seeking happiness finding happiness moving towards positivity but negative emotions are also real true emotions and if you are kind of trying to you know like not face them then you're not facing your reality absolutely and that also created creates stress right i mean if you want to experience happiness to the fullest hmm. you should also experience sadness to the fullest like uh, how can it not happen you know absolutely so that is why i said you need to change your negative thought not ten negative emotion hmm emotions definitely it always said that you need to have all the emotions in your life every emotion plays a particular role Hmm. but how much that emotion should be in you that balance have to come in hmm 
so for example uh, you know there is a verses in 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 our spiritual uh, you know upanishad which says kaam krodh moh lob ahankar madhasmate mahashano mahapama vidyavari varinama so that means that kaam krodh moh lob ahankar kaam means uncontrolled desire of sex kaam krodh krodh means anger lob means greed ahankar mm-hmm. means pride or mm-hmm. you know ego mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. all these combination have to be all of this has to be in a balance not too much mm-hmm. not too less just mm-hmm. as it experience them control them to have a better understanding and control of your thoughts once mm-hmm. you have all emotions experience when you are aware of your emotions only then mm-hmm. you will be able to understand what kind of a thought coming in and what mm-hmm. is that thought that creating an emotion Mm. and only then you will say okay i understand you know for example lot of people keep you know have an bewilderment they all keep grieving all their lives right so for you need to understand have i have come overcome this you know especially post covid lot of people lot of families have this kind of a situation where people are still grieving right mm. but you need mm. to understand what is the emotion right now have i you know undergone that entire cycle or what exactly it you know it needs to be so i can't mm-hmm. have if that is too elongated if that too stretch if if negative thoughts are too stretched then it can lead to you know a more probability to have a depression mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. yes experience all emotions be vulnerable feel how vulnerability feels and i strongly feel that vulnerability is a strength and not a you know a weakness if mm. uh, and i i totally agree as a psychologist there are a lot of moments when we became vulnerable and mm. uh, you know we have those moments of our weakness as well which is fine but the here point is to kind of um, get back to our own emotions understand accept experience mm. and move on mm yeah that's true i actually also had another um person i interviewed she's also a psychologist um she also spoke about accepting yourself and you know accepting and also accepting uh basically believing the fact that you um you deserve to be happy you deserve to you know be a better person you deserve a lot of abundance <laughs> in your life like this this yeah. feeling of yeah. um accepting happiness around you i think that's also something that people have to work upon sometimes yeah and that that we include in uh, spiritual wellness so the eight dimensions of wellness one of the dimension well been wellness is spiritual wellness and i think mm. that talks a lot about belief yeah. trust me i i have a tattoo by by what we call <laughs> belief and why mm. i got this is everything starts from your belief system yes yes it does mm. e- if you want to change yourself start changing your belief system and then i mean then it all drills down also to understanding yourself like understanding and knowing uh, where your what are you thinking you know what are your core values where are they coming from those kind of things absolutely um perfect i think swati i can talk to you like for another <laughs> three or four hours on on these topics because they are like so uh, broad but um i think from from what i wanted to talk about in terms of the profession itself and you know how it looks like and how you can pursue them and how you look at your life in general i think we've already kind of covered those things so um thank you so much for your time i absolutely loved the conversation 
same here priyanka thank you so much for talking and i hope this becomes some uh, you know useful for some people who or whoever listens it they take it some some something from out of this and get benefit for sure